But let's just bring it back to something that is a little bit easier for us to deal with. In a 20-minute period, there are 1 million links shared on Facebook. There are 2 million friend requests and 3 million messages being sent. The fact is, your audience is on Facebook. So if you want to market your business, if you want to connect with people who might be your potential customers, well, Facebook seems an obvious choice, doesn't it? Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal about automation, getting leads, retargeting and sales funnels. You know, the stuff that'll actually make you money and doesn't empty your wallet. Get valuable, actionable information from me and other experts in the online marketing space, which will boost your business beyond its current boundaries. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Get Real About Business podcast. I'm Clive Maloney, and today we are going to do something a little different. So if you remember back to episode one, if you were there, one of the things that I said that I wanted to do in this podcast is do the occasional Q&A session. I want this podcast to be about you. I want this to be useful. And so what I've done today is I've taken the topic that we were going to cover, which is around Facebook, and then I've gone out and spoken to a bunch of people, all who are using Facebook right now, some more successfully than others, And today I'll be sharing with you those questions and giving you the answers. So yes, today we're talking about one of my favourite topics, which is Facebook. Since it's a QA and a session, we're going to be getting into the detail here. I'm going to give you the step-by-steps on various different things. Some of the things we're going to be looking at today are going to be fairly straightforward, depending on where you're at with Facebook. Other things are going to be a bit more advanced. My hope by doing that today is that there's going to be something for everyone here. So you definitely want to stay tuned. And if for some reason I don't answer the question that you might have in your head right now about Facebook, then you can always leave a comment on my show notes page or go and join me in my group. It's a Facebook group. It's called Earning the Right. If you just search for that on Facebook, you'll be able to find my group. You can join there and answer me anything you like. So just ask your questions and I'll do my best to answer them for you. The timing on today's session is pretty good. It was only last Friday that I launched my new Facebook marketing course. I delivered it to Southend Council. We'll be rolling it out later in the year for other people. But it was a really good opportunity to find out some of the things that people are really struggling with right now in terms of making Facebook work for them. And I feel I need to admit something here right now. I am a huge Facebook fan. But if it wasn't for running my business... I probably would never be on Facebook. I'd never be on Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. When it all comes down to it, I'm a pretty private person. I'm not great at talking about myself and what I'm up to. But what I have discovered is that if you want to grow a successful business, that means connecting with people. There's no better platform on this earth than Facebook with one and a half billion monthly active users. That's incredible. Just think about it. Every month, one and a half billion people get on Facebook and they share their thoughts, their ideas, where they've been, who they're talking to, and most of those are doing it daily. 1.13 billion people are active on Facebook according to Facebook's own stats. If you're in the UK like me, you'll find that you're one of 31 million active users, which is 60% of the UK population. Isn't that incredible? Is it the best platform to use? Well, It kind of depends on your business, really, and what you're about. It depends on your business, and most importantly, it depends on your target market. Facebook's most popular age group is between 25 and 34, 
that makes up about 26% of users. But all of the different age groups are represented on Facebook. Even pets. I don't know how they read their Facebook feeds, but you'll find that there's Facebook accounts set up for dogs and cats and all sorts of animals. Facebook is currently available in 70 different countries, and there are 800 million people using Facebook's Messenger app each month. Can you believe these figures? They're huge, aren't they? But let's just bring it back to something that is a little bit easier for us to deal with. In a 20-minute period, there are 1 million links shared on Facebook. There are 2 million friend requests and 3 million messages being sent. The fact is, your audience is on Facebook. So if you want to market your business, if you want to connect with people who might be your potential customers, well, Facebook seems an obvious choice, doesn't it? Facebook is now mobile. A lot of people are using their mobile phones and tablets to get on and use Facebook, as with many other applications. So Facebook knows where it's at. And one of the great things about Facebook is that it's highly visual, so it grabs your attention. Images can be processed by the brain around 60,000 times quicker than reading text. So it makes sense that it's gone this way. Facebook is quick to post and interact with. But the trouble is, most people don't seem to get Facebook to work for them. We all love using Facebook, well, most of us, but when it comes down to making it work for us, well, that's where a lot of people struggle. I've been lucky enough to go on different programs with some of the top social media experts on this planet. I'm constantly studying what they're doing and learning from them. I am not a social media pioneer. I'm not somebody who jumps on the newest social media platform and, and sees if I can get ahead there. Gary Vaynerchuk's done that a number of times. He's been there right at the beginning. He was there right at the beginning of Twitter when that started. He's made a huge following there. Now that might be your style. But for me, I'm a late adopter. I look at what's working and then I wait until other people work out how to get the most from it and then I steal their ideas. I find out how they're doing it and then I make it apply for me. So that's what today's about. I don't want Facebook or social media in general to be the time suck that many people experience. I don't want it to be that way for you. I'll give you some ideas for managing your time and managing your content on Facebook in a bit. But you do need that discipline. You also need to know what's working and what's not. Before I get on to answering your questions, I want to tell you about today's freebie. Every episode on the Get Real About Business podcast, I like to give away a cheat sheet, a freebie, or something that in some way will be of value and help you further. Today is no different. One of the most effective ways to make Facebook work for you is something called retargeting, also known as remarketing. Have you ever been on Amazon and you've been looking at some kind of product? It might be a book or a hairdryer or whatever it was. But when you went onto Facebook a little while later, would you believe it? There's an advert there for the same book or the same hairdryer that you was looking at and maybe one or two similar products. How did they know? Well, this is Amazon taking advantage of Facebook's retargeting trigger. It's kind of like your private stalker. What it does is it allows you to follow other people around who've been to your website and looked at a particular product or service or offering that you've got right now. And then it allows you to follow them around and send them timely reminders and perhaps bonus deals or extra incentive to get on and get that product that you looked at, but you never got around to purchasing. In today's cheat sheet, I will give you a step-by-step -step guide in how you go about using Facebook's retargeting pixel, setting that up, 
and then pushing out relevant ads to people who've already expressed an interest in what you do, which makes them incredibly hot prospects. So that's my free giveaway today. You can go and get that on my show notes page on my blog at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash six. But right now, let's dig into some questions. I'm going to start with some fairly simple questions to get going and then we're going to work our way up. So the first question is, do I need to create a separate Facebook page for my business or can I use my existing one? The short answer is, no, you can't. Well, you can, but Facebook won't like it and they could shut you down. It is against Facebook's terms to use your personal account to promote your business. So what you need to do is to create a fan page. There are six different types of pages that you can create. You've got local business or place, company, organization or institution, brand or product, artist, band or public figure, entertainment and cause or community. So let's just quickly run through those. So the first one, local business or place. If your business has a physical location, like a shop, then this is probably the best option for you. This type of fan page allows you to add specifics like your business address, and your phone number, it also allows people to give you a star rating. So when you go to someone's Facebook page, you can see, oh, they've got like 25 star ratings, whatever. That option only exists on this type of page. And you can only use the star rating option if you put down your business address. So if you've got this type of page and for some reason that's not showing up, just check that you filled all the boxes in and that'll probably sort out your problem for you. The next type of fan page you can create is company, organization, or institution. So if your business doesn't have a brick and mortar location, or if you have multiple physical locations, so you might be an e-commerce store only, so you're only available online, or perhaps you've got a physical location in different countries or different towns, then you probably want one page that encompasses everything. And that's what company, organization, or institution is all about. That's the best place to go for there. Option three is artist, band, or public figure. Now, for most entrepreneurs, you probably think, well, this isn't for me. But actually, it is a good option if you want to position yourself as a thought leader or some kind of expert in your industry. Think Seth Godin here. Now, he's a marketing expert and an author. This type of fan page would be the perfect place for him. Even if you don't have the same reputation that Seth has got right now, think about where you want to be in the future, where you want to position yourself. So you don't need to be a famous author, you just want to think about how you want to be known. So that's artist, band or public figure. I just realised I've missed one out, that's brand or product, I think I mentioned it earlier, but brand or product is the perfect place if you sell things online and only through a website, or if your products are sold through multiple retailers. So for example, if you run a multi-level marketing company and you're doing direct selling, let's say you do essential oils. You might have a single Facebook brand or product page that will promote what you do. This would then act as a central hub for all the different kind of activity and everybody involved in both selling and buying what you do. Okay, option five. Option five is entertainment. So here's a good one, for example, if you're an author and you've got an upcoming book that's about to be released. You want to promote that. You want to let people know about it. This type of fan page is also perfect if you've got a podcast, a magazine, or an album that you want to create. So, for example, I could have created a Facebook, I suppose I still could, create a Facebook page that is an entertainment page just for the Get Real About Business podcast. 
I'm not going to because I've already got a page that I manage and I've got groups that I manage and you know there's only so much you can do. But if you wanted to create a hive of activity around a particular product, book, magazine or album, well this is the type of Facebook page you need. And the last type of Facebook page that you can set up is cause or community. If you're setting up a localized business or short-term cause, this fan page is the one to choose. I don't recommend this option for charities and cause-based businesses because those are kind of more like long-term causes. In that case, you're probably going to be better with opting for a local business or place or possibly company organization or institution. So one of the first two choices when you look at the, the options when you choose your page type. Cause or community pages are better if it's a short-term cause that you're focusing on or a localized community. So think local action groups. That would work really, really well there. If you are using your personal account to promote your business right now, stop doing it because Facebook could shut down your account. Now, Facebook will probably turn a blind eye to the odd thing that you share on your Facebook feed, on your personal account. But in general, you've got to do it on your business account. Make sure you've got the right type of fan page if you want your business to get seen by the right people. Let's take a look at another question. How do I grow my Facebook account? Well, there's two main ways, really. You can either go organic or you can throw some money at it and go pay traffic. Lots of different things you can do here. We'll start with organic. Really simple thing that you can do is just invite people you speak to. If you go to a networking event or a course, a seminar, a convention, whatever, when you bump into people who could be your potential clients, ask them if they're on Facebook. Or if you're already using another social channel, like Twitter, for example, then you might say to them, look, great connecting with you here on Twitter. Are you on Facebook too? What I like to do is say, tell me what your Facebook page is and I'll go and like it. And if you want to check me out, mine's this link. In fact, quite often I don't even add that last bit because typically if you just offer to go and like someone's Facebook page, they will ask you back. They'll want to reciprocate that. The one thing I see all the time on Twitter, Twitter seems to be the worst culprit right now. A lot of people are being very spammy on Twitter right now. But actually, don't let that put you off, whether it's Facebook or Twitter. When other people are doing it all wrong, if you do it right, then you stand out. So what a lot of people on Twitter are doing is asking straight out, as soon as they connect with you, they say, thanks for following me. Now go and like my Facebook page. Or now go and buy this. Or now go and get this. And they tell you what they want you to do. But it's usually too much too soon. We kind of got to get to know and like someone before we're willing to take action for them. So a simple thing you can do is offer to do something for them and then hopefully that will build up enough likability for them to want to return the favour to you. So whether you're meeting people in person or on some other social platform, get into the habit of consistently asking people if they're on Facebook and inviting them to like your page. Something else that works really well, both on LinkedIn and on Facebook, are groups. A simple way to grow your Facebook page is to find groups in which your target market hang out and then start talking with them. And then as you start talking with them, you can invite them to like your Facebook page. Just be careful that you check out the rules of the group when you join, because they often have rules to prohibit you from doing certain activities. Marketing is one, and what they often do, like we do in my group, is that they might have a particular day in which it is okay to share your Facebook page or to promote your business. So groups can really work for you because that's a great place to meet people and to start the ball rolling. If you want to put money behind it, running a likes campaign 
is probably the best thing that you can do. It's certainly the fastest. Basically what you do is go to manage ads on Facebook. If you look at the top right of Facebook, you'll see a little down arrow. Pull that down and you'll see a load of different options and you should see one there for manage ads. If for some reason you don't see it, it's probably because you've never used Facebook Ad Manager before. Just do a search for Ads Manager and then you'll soon be able to find the page. I'll put a link for it at the bottom of the show notes page, so if you can't find it, the link will be there for you as well. What you need to do is click on Create Ads. The first thing Ads Manager will do is ask you what your marketing objective is. The one you need to choose is Promote Your Page. Just click on that and it will walk you through all the steps that you need to do to create a Facebook likes campaign. The great thing about this is that you can tap into all the information Facebook has about its account users and you can target people who would be in your exact ideal market. Even better, whatever budget you set, you will only actually pay when people click to like your page. So it doesn't matter if a thousand people see your ad and only one person clicks on it, you'll only pay for that one click. And this is all because of the marketing objective you set within your campaign. Isn't that cool? I love that. Okay, so a few ideas there. Hopefully that gets you going. Let's have a look at another question. Somebody said to me on Tuesday, they've been using Facebook for a couple of years now, but they've yet to get a single sale out of it. Why are they not converting prospects on Facebook into clients? Well, of course, there could be a number of things behind that. Some of the things to watch out for is, are you posting consistently on Facebook? What you don't want to do is be the guy who kind of shows up for a bit and hangs around and speaks to lots of people and then doesn't talk to anybody for six months. You've got to show people that you are there for them and you're going to be always there for them. Something else to think about is the quality of content you're sharing. I'll talk about content in a minute. And something else, the one that I think a lot of people miss out on is that they don't really have a plan for how they're using Facebook. They don't know what they want people to do beyond buying their stuff. But just think about it for a moment. If you want somebody that you've connected with on Facebook and perhaps they don't know you very well at this stage or what you do, it's a big ask for them to go from liking your page to buying your products. So what you need to do is to think about the little steps that you can get people to go through that will build up trust and confidence and position you as the person to go to when they want their problem solved. And one of the best things you can do here is to map out all of your online assets. So let me give you an example. I'm currently using Twitter and Instagram. There's a couple of places that I'm using right now. Twitter I've been using for a while. Instagram I've literally just started. My goal for using Twitter and Instagram right now is to get everybody onto my Facebook group. Now, if not your Facebook group, it could be your Facebook page. But that's my goal for using Twitter and Instagram. That's where I want to take people. Now, once they're there, once they're on my group, I'll look to get them on my page. But whether it's your page or your group, my next step is to get people to go and check out one of my podcasts or one of my blogs, which is on my website. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes right now, of course, one of the things that I do to incentivize you to go to my website is to give you a cheat sheet. I'll give you a freebie every time to encourage you to come and see what's on my website. You don't have to buy anything, but at least that way, when you're at my website, you kind of find out a little bit more about me and what I've got to offer. That's the plan. And then when you're at my blog or my podcast, or whatever online asset you're taking people to, you then think about the next thing. So for me, the next thing might be to get them onto my virtual academy or some other kind of high value but low investment purchase. That way they can build trust and confidence and of course you can continue to take them through your sales funnels towards your bigger priced services. 
So it can really help to map out all the different online assets you've got and all the individual steps that you'll do to walk people through a journey to becoming a client with you. Why is this important? Because otherwise, a lot of what we're doing is pretty sporadic. We don't seem to be clear ourselves about what path we'll lead people through into becoming our clients. And if we're not clear ourselves, how can we take anybody else there? Okay, next question. What content should I be sharing on Facebook? Now let me answer that with another question that I get asked as well. How do you keep coming up with ideas for what to post about? Well, what you want to do is first of all think about content buckets or categories. These are broad topics that you'll be posting about. So if you make a list of different categories, and, and then what you want to do is map it out across the week. So you might say, on a Monday, I'm going to do an inspirational post. Every Monday morning between 10 and 11, I'm going to put out an inspirational post. So that might be one of your categories. Another category might be a success story. And you could say, on Monday afternoon and Thursday afternoon, I'll share a success story. Another category might be behind the scenes. So on a Wednesday morning, you might show a behind the scenes interview or photo. So what you want to do is make a list of the different content categories that you could be posting about. And then when you put that into a timetable, you'll have a sense of what to post about. And then it's a case of, okay, Monday morning, I need an inspirational quote. Okay, let's just quickly find that. It gives you a much stronger sense of what to post about. If you're not doing this already, I think you'll find it makes a massive difference. It really will. The other thing to be aware of as well is the types of content that is appropriate for your personal account and the types of content that's most appropriate for your business fan page. So if you think about your personal feed, well, that's a good place to talk about your kids, your family, your pets, where you're going on holidays, perhaps if you're going to a restaurant, what you're going to be ordering, that kind of stuff. It's the kind of things that you'd be sharing with your best friend or your mum or your sister or somebody like that. On your business page, you want to think about your customers, your employees, your products, events that are coming up, resources that your audience would like to enjoy and consume, whether they're your own resources or something that somebody else has produced and that you'd like to recommend. You might also think about thought leaders. What are some of the top experts in your industry talking about right now? Those are things appropriate for your business page. Now, of course, there is a bit of a crossover, isn't there? There's some things that are going to fit well on your personal account, but also might work well on your business account. So some of these things might be milestones. Perhaps it's either your birthday or the birthday of your business. Perhaps it's like five years in business. That would be a good thing to share. Success stories and testimonials. I kind of prefer things written as success stories because and a little bit more appropriate to the platform that it's on testimonials the way they're written tend to be a little bit formal so success stories tend to be better other things where you got crossover is life advice things that you would tell people and lifestyle favorites like trending topics and what's popular right now put together a content management plan that outlines what kind of content that you're going to be sharing and how often put it in a timetable and follow that timetable next question how often should you change your Facebook cover image? Again, it depends, but some of the things that might influence that are seasons. You could have one for spring, summer, autumn, and winter. Better yet, think about the kind of things going on in your business. So if you're gonna be releasing a new program, then you wanna be changing your cover image a little bit ahead of time so you can start letting people know about that and get excited about that. If you only have the same, perhaps three or four programs or offerings, you might just switch them about every three or four months or something. 
I think it's a good idea to change your cover page every quarter. You have to work out what's right for you, but you definitely want to change it because people get sick and tired of seeing the same thing again and again. They stop paying attention to it. Perhaps they don't get sick and tired of it, but they do stop paying attention to it. Okay, a couple more questions. These next two are about video. Uh, so first up, is Facebook Live really worth the effort? Oh yes. Now you might have seen I've already played around with video an awful lot. I've got a lot of stuff on YouTube. Some of my early stuff is pretty poor. And that'll probably be the same case for you when you first start using video. You're probably going to be a bit nervous and it won't necessarily look particularly professional. But everything gets better with practice. And the other thing here is you have to think about native advertisement. Facebook is simply about people come together. It's about conversations. I experimented with Facebook Live recently. Normally when I do a video, I script it out, I work out what I'm going to say, and I might shoot it again and again and again and go over different bits where I've perhaps mispronounced something or got something wrong. And I'll do it until I'm pretty satisfied with it. It's never perfect, but, you know, until I'm pretty satisfied. Facebook Live is about raw video. It's about seeing you live and in action. People don't mind the flaws. In fact, it just makes you more human. And we engage with that. You want to be seen as the guy next door. The guy next door who's an expert at what you do, but still somebody who's approachable. Live video will help you do this. To use Facebook Live, you have to be on your mobile phone. You go on as if you're going to do a regular post. So you click in that bit where it says what's on your mind, and then you choose go live. You give it a title, and then you've got about five seconds to prepare, and then you just start talking. I had my camera around in sort of landscape mode, which is really how we see most video these days. So the longest edges being on the top and bottom. But when you do Facebook Live, you actually want it around portrait with the longest edges on the sides. Because I had the camera up the wrong way, I was up the wrong way. And if you ever want to go and see me looking stupid, well, you can go on my group and you can see it there. I still put it up. Even though I was on my side, I still published it at the end. I was still happy to have done it in the first place because I got a lot of engagement. People liked it. People gave me a lot of encouragement. Some on the group, others in person. It even inspired a few people to go on and do their Facebook Live videos. Getting it wrong didn't matter. What it did do is create a lot of engagement. And that is what Facebook is about. Still on the topic of videos, a question I had recently is if you've shot a video on your mobile phone, is there a quick way of editing it? Or do you need to get some fancy software? Well, if I'm doing a video for YouTube or something like that, I use a piece of software called Sony Movie Studio. It's pretty easy to use, but you've got to do it on your computer. But if you're doing it on your mobile phone, just do a quick search for video editing. I found a couple of really easy to use free apps that you can edit your video in. One is called Quick, that's Q-U-I-K, and I've used both of these. I'll put a link in the show notes page for you. And the other one is called Video Show. Some of their features are premium, but basically both of those programs allow you to edit your video and then render and publish it to Facebook. If you're not doing video already, it's something you seriously want to think about. Remember, Facebook is visual. For most businesses, most pages, you can pretty much guarantee text is okay, pictures are better, videos get top of the pile. Okay, well, I hope that helps. We are just about out of time. Now, there's loads of other ways of getting Facebook to work for you. The most important thing with Facebook is that you continue to show up. Use your Facebook insights. 
To get to that, you need to go to your Facebook page and then click on Settings. And then at the top of the page, providing of course you're an administrator for it, you'll see a link for Insights. Click on there and you'll immediately see a summary of the last seven days. You can change that to today, yesterday, or the last 28 days if you like. And on there, there's lots of really useful information that tells you which posts are performing best, what kind of reach you're getting, what are the demographics of the people accessing your Facebook page. So interestingly, when I look at mine, I see 64% of people who like my page are women. Now I might ask myself, what does that mean? That kind of makes sense to me because a lot more women invest in self-development than men do. I can use this information to my advantage. I also see that 24% of my audience, the biggest age group there is between 35 and 44. I can use this information to my advantage. I can start crafting more posts that are going to be relevant to that audience. If those are the people showing up right now, well, I can focus more on that audience. Or alternatively, if that's not really my market, well, I need to put up more posts that are about the market that I do want to focus on. And that way, I'm repelling those people who aren't a good match and attracting more of the people who are. Just go to those insights and play around with the links that you'll see on the side of the page, on the left-hand side of the page. So you'll see links for overview, promotions, likes, reach, and, and much more. Look at those, look at the data, and watch what's happening. It's that information there that you can use to help you work out what's working and what's not. Let me remind you about today's cheat sheet. Your free download today is Facebook Ads Custom Audience Retargeting, aka the Friendly Stalker. So when you go on Amazon or some other kind of online store and then you find yourself being followed around with different ads and different offers that are about the exact same thing that you've already started looking at, well that is somebody taking advantage of Facebook's retargeting feature. What you do is put a little piece of code on your website and then when somebody goes to your website, it puts a cookie, which is a very, very tiny file, on their computer. And that way, when their web browser goes to you next, it kind of picks up that you've been to a particular place. When they next go on Facebook, you can tell Facebook to serve up your ad to people who've been to your website. Now, with this ad, you could do one of two things. You could either invite them to make that purchase again that might involve some extra bonus sign-up offer, or it might just be the same offer that you direct them back to. Or what you can do is send them to other relevant information about that. So it could be a blog post or some kind of interesting article where they'll get value about the topic they're interested in. And then within that content, they can find a link for the service or program that they were looking at in the first place. So that kind of way you use people's interest to draw them back to your website. What's great about retargeting, also called remarketing, are two things. One is that your advert only gets in front of people who are highly relevant. They're hot prospects because they've shown an interest in whatever it is that you're doing and you're retargeting them for. And the other, just like a Facebook likes campaign, you only pay for clicks. Kind of all depends on your marketing objectives, really. But compared to many other channels, like, say, advertising in your local newspaper, it tends to be highly cost-effective you're not put in front of people who just aren't interested. And you also only pay for a particular action, like a click to your website, that you've set as the marketing objective. This is why I love paid traffic. It is so cost effective. You can start with a tiny, tiny budget if you like, and then you can ramp it up and ramp it up to whatever you want it to be. It's completely scalable. If you want to take advantage of Facebook ads using custom audience retargeting, then do yourself a favor and go and pick up that freebie. 
Just go to getridofthatbusiness.com forward slash six. Well, right now, that's all the time we've got today. But it's not the end of the show. Next week, I'll be back with yet another episode. I'll be focusing on something that I get asked again and again. It's all about sales, and we're looking at how you deal with sales objections. Now, believe it or not, there's only seven objections that you're ever likely to hear. They're things like, I can't afford it, or I need to check with someone else before I make a decision. So we'll be looking at what those different objections are, what you can do about them, how you go about overcoming them, how you head them off in your sales conversations so they never actually get asked in the first place. I'll be talking about the polite lie as well and what to do about that. If you want to find out about that, if you want to improve your sales conversions, then come and join me on the next episode. Until then, I'm just about done. Do yourself a favour and pick up that freebie. And if we're not already connected, I'd love to join you on Facebook. Come and check me out at facebook.com forward slash get real about business or search for my Facebook group, Earning the Right, and let me know that you've been listening to my podcast. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for listening. I've been Clive Maloney. Until next time, here's to your amazing success.